there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about. So many. I don't even know where to start. There's so many. Okay, let's start with number one. There's so many times in my life where I feel like I am my father, which is a weird thing for a woman to say. But um, my dad was notoriously cheap. And I am really cheap about really stupid things. Like I always rip a bounce sheet in half. And uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, and I have gotten into endless arguments about the fact that she feels the dryer needs a full bounce sheet. And I feel that she should fuck off. And she feels that she settled. So, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I always use a half a bounce sheet. And I swear to God, she when she reaches into the bounce box after I do, I think she leaves that half bounce sheet up there and just takes a full one anyway. I'm like, what a ridiculous thing to be cheap about. But I am anyway. I'm also very cheap about windshield wiper fluid. I don't know what my fucking problem is. I don't like to use it. I'll wait until the last possible second. Like if I can do the old Italian sunglasses, and by that I mean squint through all of the dirt and shit on my windshield, I will. Okay, so those are two really stupid things that I'm cheap about. But uh, my dad was notoriously cheap, almost on a felony level. Here's an example of who he is, which in turn is who I am becoming. Um, one time, he bought a tree from a greenhouse, like an apple tree or whatever, and it died. So he went back and he returned it and he's like, hey, this tree's dead. I want a new tree. So they're like, okay. So he watched where they threw out the old tree. Okay. Kept mental note of it, went home, came back at night, grabbed that tree out of the dumpster, went back the next day and said, hey, why the fuck is this a tree be dead? This is the second a tree that no be doing good. Um, so he returned the tree twice and he got two apple trees out of, do you see what I mean? Like that's, that's where I come from. And I think it's because, um, he was born in 1939, food was scarce, money was scarcer. And it's just one of those, like, what can I get? What can I get for free? And he's, he had that mindset. And my sisters and I being first generation Canadian, were like mortified by that. And he, like, I swear to God, wore the same pants and the same shirts my entire life. I feel like, I mean, I feel like shoe, a few of them were, like, shredded by the end of it. And a few my mom threw out because they were just, like, yellowed and pit-stained from being 15 years old. And I don't think I've ever seen my dad in shorts. I don't know if it's, like, an Italian man thing, but he would never wear shorts. And he would always wear long-sleeve dress shirts rolled up to the elbow. And a couple years, my sister bought him the exact same shirt, but with a short sleeve, and he never wore them. Isn't that fucking weird? Anyway, so that's kind of some history of where I'm coming from when I tell you this ridiculous, stupid story that isn't funny or cool, because you know that's who I am. Funny and cool, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway, having said that, having said that, so I go to the store, and... um. I see these gorgeous watermelons and they're like the ones you see in cartoons. They're like long and they're brightly colored. And I'm like, wow, like that, like now that is a fucking watermelon. I says to myself, I says, that's what I want. I've been dreaming about a sweet, delicious, crisp watermelon for the entire winter. And here it is. So I grab it very awkwardly with my left hand and I put it in the cart and I wheel around and I get home and the next day we're going on a picnic. And I thought to myself, man, would I love some watermelon at this picnic? Oh, this is amping up. Are you guys excited? Oh, 
Who thought someone could talk about watermelon and being cheap for four and a half minutes? But it can be done. Oh, yes, it can be done. Okay. Now I cut the watermelon open. And my first realization is that the watermelon has fucking seeds in it. Like, who the fuck wants a watermelon with seeds? Like, when I was growing up as a little kid, the first half of my childhood, there were seeded watermelons. The second half became seedless watermelons. And I asked myself, what's the deal with seeded watermelons? Why would you take a seeded watermelon when there's an unseeded option? Who in their right mind would say, hey, you know what I need? About 15 fucking black watermelon seeds in my mouth for every bite of fucking watermelon I take. What do I do with the seeds? What is socially acceptable? Do I spit them out on the ground? Do I collect them in my mouth and then spit them into a napkin? Do I just eat them? Who the fuck wants a seeded watermelon? And they're from Mexico. Big fucking surprise. Like, I don't know much about this GMO stuff. I don't get it. I'm not at all interested in the food I'm eating or its origins. But I do know I don't want fucking seeds in my watermelon. Okay? That's the first thing that pissed me off. And then I, I look at it and it's like all grainy looking. Like it's all like pathetic. It's like me with my shirt off, you know? Because I mean, I have this gorgeous exterior, right? This beautiful... Okay, whatever. Anyway. And then, I, you know, it's like my doughy sad stomach, right? So this this watermelon metaphorically speaking, was, was myself. I was essentially looking at myself in watermelon form. Gorgeous on the outside, you know, a sight to be held for sure. And then I cut it open and it's all sad and like soft and mushy in the middle. I was like, well, fuck this. Like I just spent $9.99 on this motherfucking watermelon. And I'm like, I didn't even get a bite out of it. And it was fucking huge. It was like a 10 or 15 pound watermelon. So I was like, no, this shall not stand. Not in this dojo, okay? Fuck this. So I called up my local supermarket and I was like, um, I, you know, I've never done this before, but I'd like, I'd like to return this watermelon I, I purchased earlier in the week. And she's like, well, when did you buy this watermelon? And I said, I don't know what accent that is. Shut up. I was like, well, I bought it yesterday. Oh, and it's no good inside. And I was like, no. She's like, oh, okay. Do you have the bill? No. No, I do not. Is that going to be a problem? Oh, no problem. You just bring the melon back. And I was like, do I have to, do I have to bring it like a, like a 10 or 12 pound watermelon back in one of your really leaky bags? Like what are, oh no, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. And I was like, do you want me to take pictures? Sure. You take pictures. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. So I took the fucking pictures and I took the sticker off the watermelon and I went back and I returned a watermelon now, 12-year-old me would have been fucking mortified about this event. And I took my kid with me too. And I was just like, well, you know what? It's $10 and $10 is $10. And I, why, should I, why should I have to spend $10 on a fucking watermelon that I can't eat that I bought yesterday? So, um, yeah, so that's who I am now. I'm the person who returns a watermelon. Yeah. Okay, big old check mark there, hey? That one's off the uh, bucket list. Done and done. Oh, God. Super. I was kind of ashamed, but in a way I was kind of like, yeah. You know, because like, fuck that. Why should I have to pay $10 for that fucking watermelon? I can't eat it. And it has seeds in it. So double shame on you. I should get t twice my fucking money back. Who the fuck wants a seeded watermelon? Anyway, 
Okay, so yada, yada, yada. That's one of my many money troubles. But I feel like uh, my dad would have given me a high five on that one. Because that's bullshit. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. You should know half to pay that. I can't even do an Italian accent. Don't fuck it. You know what? Fuck you. It's judging me. Let's hear your podcast. You're so fucking funny. Man, that's right. You don't have one. But you never return to watermelon because you're normal. <laughs> okay, the other story I want to tell you really quickly. I know that watermelon story is going to be hard to top, right? It's going to be fucking hard to top. Um, I received a $470 speeding ticket in the mail. And that's exciting. I mean, I feel like that's like super fun. Who doesn't like receiving those? And it's a very particular kind of envelope that comes in the mail that just might as well scream, ha ha, because I've delivered numerous uh, camera speeding tickets. They're, they're kind of like, basically what happens is there's a guy, I don't know who the fuck it is, if it's a police officer or some kind of person who's contracted out. They just sit in a car and they have like a camera attached to their dash, I guess. It's basically like a photo radar ticket. Radar ticket? Did I say that right? Anyway, you sit there and anybody who gets clocked going over the speed limit by, I don't know, if it's nine kilometers an hour or 11 kilometers an hour, whatever, um, it generates a ticket, takes a picture of your license plate, takes a picture of the back of your car, stamps the date and time and the speed you were going. And um, so I opened it up and I was like, oh, good. Oh, great. It was it was in a construction zone. Good. And then I take the entire letter out of the, out of the um, envelope and I'm like, oh, great. It's doubled. Oh, that's fun. Oh, good. Oh, $470. Isn't that just fucking the best? Great. Great. Because who doesn't want a $470 speeding ticket? And then I looked at where the ticket, um, where I had gotten the ticket. And I remember the day exactly, because I had a doctor's appointment that day. And I remember exactly where it was. So there's construction in Winnipeg and there's sinkholes in all over Winnipeg. And I feel like they really, I know this is stupid and everyone says this. I'm sure in every city you feel it's true. I feel like redo the same stretch of road every fucking year and I don't understand why. And it's always on like a crazy thoroughfare that everyone uses. Like if you're say approaching a bridge because in Winnipeg there's a lot of like, I don't know if it's a lot of rivers or the same river or whatever, but there's bridges and there's no getting around. You have to go over a bridge to get anywhere like in different quadrants of the city, right? So they always seem to be doing the fucking construction like right before a bridge or on a bridge or beside a bridge. So then that comes down to one lane, which is really fucking annoying because it just fucks up everything and traffic lasts like 40 minutes longer than it usually does. Anyway, I had been going up and down this road on like on both sides, you know, probably three, three times a week, probably more than likely. And I go up this stretch and I remember the day and I, I see in my picture, the, the photo radar picture, the one that came in the mail, there was, can, I remember on the road, okay, hang on, wait a minute, hang on, calm down, I'm getting excited, I'm amped up, I'm getting real mad. In, okay, pretend you're driving down a street. The right lane was completely blocked off, like it was construction in there, there was trucks, there was pe eight men watching an, a, a ninth man work, you know, the usual construction shit. And so in the photo that they sent me, I was in the right-hand lane, so to me, in my feeble brain, the construction was over. I mean, it must have been over because there was a, a limit of 60 kilometers an hour in the construction zone. But in my brain, I'm like looking at the photo and I'm like, well, well, what the fuck then? Like, how can I be doing 76 kilometers in a 60 kilometer an hour construction zone if I'm driving in the lane that the construction was taking place in? 
Does that make any sense to you? Like, how is it that I'm speeding through a construction zone if the construction zone is quite obviously over because I'm in the lane that the construction was happening in? Like, someone do the math. And it wasn't even just me in the photo. <laughs> it was like me and I am quite obviously tailgating the person in front of me, which uh, you can say, I might have saved him a ticket because you can barely see the outline of this guy's car. Like, that's how fucking close I am to him. And then there were three other cars in the left lane. So there's five of us in total in the photo. And I'm like, well, fuck, like, how is it that we're all this stupid? Like, I can understand myself being this stupid, but how is it that all five of us are this fucking dumb that all of us think that now the construction zone is over because, you know, the pylons are over, the actual construction is over, and I am driving in the lane the construction was in. So we must have all been very confused about the, what the limit was there. Like, in my, in my opinion, what I think they did is they parked right at the end where the pylons and the construction stuff ended. I think they parked a car right there, had the photo set up right there. So when I switched into the right lane thinking, oh, okay, it's gone from 60 to 80 now, they caught me going because it's technically still a construction zone. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe, maybe they didn't have a speed limit 80 sign up there. Maybe they had one and I didn't see it. Like maybe I should have gone 60 for another like four, five, six, 700 feet. I don't know. Uh, I'm just very angry about this. So now I'm, I get the letter and I'm indignant and I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is fucking bullshit. How can they charge me with this speeding ticket if I'm obviously out of the construction zone? Like, I'm not even in, I'm not, it's not even possible that I'm I'm speeding through the construction zone because I'm driving in the lane that the, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I think I've made this point four times already. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. So I get out the ticket and I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking pay this bullshit. So I plead um, not guilty on the back of the thing, fold it up, very indignant, put it in the mailbox. And I'm like, yeah. And then I gave the mailbox the big flip off, fuck you, suck a dick and come back into my house. And then I start thinking, and then I start texting. Cause I have a friend that fights tickets fairly regularly. I think she's just got terrible luck, but she knows the system, like what's supposed to happen. And I was like, yeah, I pleaded not guilty to that ticket. And she's like, uh, you're gonna have to go to court. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, there's going to be a cop there that took the picture. And I was like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you know, maybe not Judge Judy, but uh, less, a little bit more relaxed than having, you know, a very intimidating police officer standing there next to me with tons of proof. And there'll be me standing there with like a mortadella sandwich, uh, very confused about why I'm there. So I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to go to court. What evidence do I have? My, my photo from the ticket? Mm, that's gonna go far um so I was like shit okay now I've already mailed this in so I called this guy there are several guys in the city that will fight your ticket for you and how it works is you let's say my $470 ticket he'll go in there he'll plead um he'll plead it for you and he'll keep half of the money you save and you keep the other half so essentially you pay him half of whatever he saves you and I was like oh I could get behind that then I won't have to I won't have to go to court and I'm a big fan of that so I call him and he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know what? Don't worry about it. When you get your court date, um, send me that information and I'll go in and I'll argue it for you. And I was like, okay. And then I text my friend who gets all the tickets again and she always goes and fights her own. She's like, why don't you just go down there? And I was like, and do what? And she's like, well, plead, plead guilty with a reason. And I was like, well, what the fuck's the reason? She's like, I don't know. You had your period. Okay, well, all right. I'm like, would it help if I cry? And she's like, probably. And she's like, bring Malcolm too and get him to look sad. And I was like, okay. So... Sarah at that point was still recovering for her, from her endometriosis uh, surgery and she was like, okay, well, I know you're going to just be really fucking irritating until you go deal with this ticket, so let's just go deal with the ticket. And I thought, great. And earlier that day, 
my poor Malcolm, my poor sweet baby Malcolm has like three allergies now and he's so sweet. But you know what? At least I don't have a dumb, ugly kid, I figure. So earlier that day, we took him to go get um, his blood drawn because they have to mix. It's part of the whole thing. It's called a RAST. I don't even know what that means, but basically they take some of your blood, they mix it with whatever your allergen is and they see how it reacts. And then however many IgE antibodies there are versus whatever, I don't fucking know. They give you a number and uh, whatever the number is, like it tells you a, how likely you are to have an anaphylactic reaction to the allergen. <sighs> anyway, so now we have to take my kid to get his blood drawn. And last year when we went, it went really well because he was kind of really young and I put on a Thomas video and I was like, oh, don't worry about what's going on over there. And he just didn't. He was just super chill and made it happen. But now he's three and he's very, very um, aware of his surroundings. So it's like, we're not going to, well, here's what my mom would have done. Here's the different parenting styles that my parents have versus me. My mom wouldn't have told me anything. She would have sat me in that chair and she would have held me down while I screamed while the um, blood taker odorer sucked my blood out. So I chose instead, because I remember situations like that in the past. And I remember thinking to myself, like, well, why didn't she just fucking tell me? Like, well, maybe not fucking, because I, well, no, I did swear at an early age. Anyway, so I, we sat Malcolm down and we we're like, hey, like, this is what's going to happen. It's going to hurt like a mosquito bite for a second and then it won't hurt anymore and then it'll be okay. And he's like, okay, well, I don't really want to. And I was like, yeah, I know, but you know, we'll, we'll get you a toy or something after. It'll be worth it. Trust me. So we get in there and there's like a very nice, I don't know, East Indian. Is that even right? Like he had a turban and like a big beard. Is that East Indian? I don't even know. He was brown. Um, very nice gentleman. So we sat him down and uh, it went off pretty well without a hitch. And the guy was fantastic. He was really nice to my kid. And Malcolm's like, it, it hurts. And I was like, okay, it'll be over in two seconds. And then we'll get you a Band-Aid, okay? I don't like Band-Aids. Okay, no Band-Aid. No Band-Aid. Don't worry about it. It'll just be a cotton ball. It'll be just fine. So we we get it get it done with. It's over with. He's doing just fine. He's like, okay, I'm done now. And I was like, yeah, you're done now. Oh, I was scared. That was scary. And I'm like, you didn't even cry. He's like, yeah, I didn't even cry. But I was scared. That, yeah, I didn't like that. I was scared. I was like, hey, you want to go get a toy? Yeah. And then the, do the doctor... Whoever takes the blood out drew a little smiley face on his band-aid and it was like fucking his badge of honor. So he went walking around the whole waiting room and he's like, they took my blood. It's really red. I was scared, but I'm done now. We get to have a toy. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's get the fuck out of here. And everyone's like, oh, isn't he cute? Yeah. Yeah, he's cute. Of course he is. Ugly, ugly people have cute kids. Fact. Anyway, so we were just finished doing that. And then we get into the car. And he's all ready. And I'm like, uh, 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 and she's like, would you just, just go downtown? Just go downtown. So we got Malcolm his little car and we got, is it is his little prize for getting the fucking blood drawn and not screaming like a lunatic. Anyway, he's proud. I mean, I'm proud. He's pretty tough. So we get down there, we park the car, we go into the law office and it's like, I don't even know what to describe it as. You kind of go in there, you take a ticket and you wait for your number to be drawn. So they encourage you to go the fuck outside because nobody wants you in here. Because, you know, nobody wants to stay in there. So I kept going in. I kept going in. So finally, my number is getting close and we go inside. And there's this woman in there. And I have to keep in mind, there are sheriffs there. Like, I've never really seen a sheriff in Winnipeg before. It must be a court thing. So there's like real life sheriffs in there with like bulletproof vests. And they're very well equipped. And they've got the star. And it's intimidating. So... There's a woman that comes in there and she has a discussion with them and they send her in a line to pay. 
And then she comes out of that line and starts getting irate, right? She's kind of like, well, you told me to get in that line. I can't even pay my ticket there. I've got to take a number. Now there's five people ahead of me in line and I could have done that in the first place, but you guys didn't know what you were talking about. And then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, this is getting, getting a little intense. Uh, and it's, you kind of have like no choice but to stare because everyone else in the room is totally quiet. And this woman's creating a ruckus. And then there comes this beefy little blonde lady from the back, a sheriff. And I'm like, oh shit. All right. Okay. What's going to happen here? And because the, the guys, there was only two guys at the front. So I think they called that woman out front because in case she got a little bit crazy, they might have to subdue her. They need a woman there, I'm assuming. So she's all freaking out. Well, my husband's just driving around the block. I don't have two hours to sit here and wait. And the girl's very calm. And she's like, ma'am, ma'am, you're going to need to calm down. And she's like, well, why did you guys tell me to get in that line if I didn't have, ma'am, we've made a mistake. You're going to have to take a ticket. And you're going to have to sit down quietly. And she's like, well, my husband. And she's like, ma'am, I need you to take a seat and be quiet. She's like, well, this is ridiculous. And she leaves. And I'm like, okay. She kept her ticket. She left. I'm assuming she went outside to call her husband, maybe. Here's a tip. Park the fucking car, okay? Park the car. It's not that hard. And what, like, I would never, ever... And a fucking hundred thousand years backtalk a sheriff. Okay. Even at my bitchiest, even at my meanest, no fucking way. I just, I don't know. I guess I was just brought up with like a fear of authority. So I just, it just never would occur to me. Like they're, they're wearing bulletproof vests and they have badges. I don't know. Call me crazy. And then the chick leaves and the sheriff's like, you know, like it's our fault. Like we got her the ticket. And I was, I was just like, yeah, like, well, totally. Cause of course I'm going to take their side, but you can't just go in there and throw a fit. This isn't uh, ultra cuts or superstore. You have to be respectful. Like these people can take you down. And if they taser you, I'm going to videotape it. Okay. So I don't know what the fuck her problem was. Anyway, just the gall of some people, like just, just take your fucking number and sit down and shut up. That's all you have to do. Don't talk. That's it. And if you're a little bit mad and you call your husband, he has to park the car, not the end of the world. It cost you $4, much better than getting thrown in some fucking jail for lipping off. Stupid. Um, okay. So then my number comes up and I go to the end of the, the end of the line there. And this nice little Mexican lady was like asking me why I was there. And she took down all my information. She's like, okay, you go traffic court, fourth floor. I was like, what? Traffic court, fourth floor. Fuck. Okay. Now I'm really thinking judge Judy. And I was like, fuck, like, what the fuck am I going to do up there? And I'm like, I looked at Sarah and she's, she's like, are you going to go up there? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we've invested all this time already. We've been here an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going up there. So we go up to the fourth floor and there are so many police officers up there. I think there's like six or seven of them up there. And I was like, what? Like my eyes must've been all bugged out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is exactly what I didn't want. And, uh, there's this late, I don't know. I shouldn't call her like a female officer, I guess. And Malcolm just talks and he doesn't have an inside voice. He's got outside voice and outside voice megaphone. Like he just does not know how to speak softly. And I'm con like, he'll be, he'll start a sentence and I'm like, shh, just talk just a little bit quieter. Okay. And then he'll start out whispering and then slowly and slowly and slowly he'll get louder and louder and louder. And it's just like, oh, so the lady comes over and she's like, oh, what kind of truck do you have there? And he's like, oh, actually, it's Optimus Prime, actually. And she's like, oh, well, does it change? And he's like, yeah. 
So then he starts transforming it into like the robot Optimus Prime. And she's like, wow, you know, my car doesn't even change that way. And I have a police car. And he's like, oh, you have a police car? And she was just really sweet, really nice and folksy. And um, he started telling her about how he got his blood taken out and it was really red. And she's like, wow, did you get something really cool for not crying? And I looked at her and I'm like, exhibit A. And it was the Optimus Prime. And we all had a laugh. Oh, did we have a laugh? Anyway, so he's, she's gone, she goes into her traffic court meeting. And I swear to God, the guy that they were um, in actual court for, I knew him from junior high or something. He just looked really fucking familiar. Not that this has any bearing on the story. I was just like, oh, where, where did, what happened to him? Oh, okay, well, he's done something really stupid because he's in a room with eight cops and a lawyer. So that's never, never a good thing. That's never a, hey, thumbs up, knew you'd make it. Great. Who, me? I'm a mailman. Yeah, I know it's lame, but at least I'm not you. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So we're sitting there, and then Sarah decides to go to the bathroom. And of course, that's when my number comes up to go into the court. And, you know, when I was in the car driving there, and when we were downstairs waiting for my number to be called, I started thinking about all the stupid things I was going to say when I got into the courtroom. Like, all the stupid, cliche things that stupid people who think they're funny like me would say. Like, um calling the judge your highness or, um, uh, you know, you can't handle the truth or, um, you know, uh, objecting to something was objection, you know, all those things kind of go through your head and you're like, <laughs> I'm so funny. And then, and then I got in the little cubicle with, with the guy and it's like a, a for real judge, like black robe and the little white tassel things in the front like I don't know if you're American what what your judges wear like you know Judge Judy has that kind of doily well in Canada much like um the UK they have that white kind of shirt and it's got like these two long strips in front like it looked judgy okay it looked real real judgy and I was just like I got in there and I'm like uh 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 and he's like hello and I'm like hi hi and there's kind of like a little podium there I guess for you to set down all your evidence and I had nothing. I didn't even have the ticket. I didn't have the ticket because I mailed it with my not guilty plea in the mail. Remember that? Yeah. So I'm standing there with nothing. And he's like, okay, um, what, what are we here for today? And I was like, well, I got, I got a speeding ticket in a construction zone. And he's like, okay. And I said, can you see the photo in your computer? No. I was like, uh, can I show you the photo? Yes. And then I approached the bench and I was thinking, I almost, okay, when I watch Judge Judy, I don't know what it is, but it seems to me like when you're on Judge Judy, the lower your intelligence, the more likely you are to say correct instead of yes. And I don't know why that is, but I think it makes, I think, I think people who are kind of like, you know, a little bit slow, I mean, even compared to me, like slower than me is what I'm trying to say. They always say correct because I think it makes, they think it makes them sound smarter so I'm trying to like tell my brain not to say correct because all I want to do is say correct. It's like the only word bouncing around in my fucking pea brain. So I approached the quote unquote bench and I was like, okay, um, well, here, if I can show you the photo. So I showed him the photo and I was like, okay, I, and then he's like, okay. And then I was like, okay. And I, I backed away and I'm like, ah, ah. and Malcolm's in there and he's like fucking twirling and like yelling. And I'm like, Malcolm just, and then Sarah comes back in. I was like, oh, thank God. And I said, well, I, the reason I don't, I, he's like, you're here to plead guilty with an explanation. I said, yes. He's like, okay. And then I stood there and he's like, 
What's your explanation? Right. Okay. Um, my explanation is I was confused about what speed limit we should be following because all of the construction was in the right lane. And in the photo I showed you, I was traveling in the right lane. And I thought the construction zone was over because I was able to drive in that lane. And then I said there was like five other people in the photo that I was in all going around the same speed. So I think we were all confused. And, you know, it's unusual for five people to make the same mistake. And I was like, if I'm guilty of anything, it's an, being an obnoxious driver because I'm, I'm really tailgating the guy in front of me. And he's like, hmm, no laugh. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yes, your highness, sir. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And then I was just like, mm. and he's like, okay. Um, but you, you need to understand that just because the construction is over does not mean that you can go the regular speed limit in that area. He's like, you have to cross the line. Like you could drive through and you have to cross, you have to see, there should have been a sign that said 80. And once you cross that sign, you were legally allowed to go that limit. He's like, you're doing the construction zone limit no matter what, until you cross, you pass the sign that says what the regular speed limit is. And then that's when that limit is enforced. And I was like, um, okay, uh, sir. Yes. Um, okay. And he said, just try not to make the same mistake. And I was like, no, I, I won't. It was an honest mistake. It was an accident. And he's like, okay, very well then. <sighs> and then he asked me, what's your financial situation like? And, you know, if there was, <laughs> I just, this is the moment, the sticking point for me. This is the moment. And I was like, <sighs> and in my brain, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not on welfare. Like this is all kind of going through my mind in about the, the 10 seconds it takes for me to answer this question. I'm not on welfare. We don't have a ton of money, but I have a decent house and, you know, we have a two car garage. We're able to pay our bills for the most part every month. Uh, my kid has nice clothes. I look like I'm homeless. And for the record, what I was wearing to court was black shorts and a black t-shirt with like an emoji for each of the Golden Girls. It, it exists. I went to redbubble.com and looked up Golden Girl shirts and I got one shirt that was green that said Shady Pines Retirement Home, Miami, Florida, which I love. And I got another shirt with like an emoji face of the Golden Girls. So, and I'm wearing uh, Converse runners like Chucks. Yeah, not, but I didn't know I was going to court that morning, okay? I would have just worn a plain black shirt if I knew I was going. And he's asking me this question and I'm like, ugh. So I'm weighing everything out and I'm taking a long time and I'm looking at my kid and I'm like, fuck, he's expensive. I know that. And then finally, after enough thinking, I look at him and I'm like, well, you know, it's not fantastic. And I was like, but whose is? Because, you know, and then I looked at him and I'm like, oh, your finances are probably pretty fantastic. Which isn't to say that I think I'm owed something, but it's just like, you know, you went through all that schooling and now you have a good job. So your finances are probably good, but mine are not great. So he's like, okay, um... All right, here's what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put your fine down to $150 and you have until September 30th to pay. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. That's great. So I essentially saved myself $320. And he's like, okay, just uh, see the girl at the front and she'll have a printout for you. And I was like, okay. I'm like, thank you very much for your time. Everyone here has been very, very nice. And uh, I'm going to do this a lot more often. And he's like, I know you're joking. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> but He's like, I can see on this computer every time you get an offense and every time you come here and plead guilty with a reason, okay? So don't make a habit of it. And I'm like, no, no, sir. And I, st I started bowing. What the fuck is wrong with me? 
I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so I kind of like back my way out and Malcolm's running around fucking screaming like a lunatic. And anyway, we go to the desk, I get my paper and we get out of there. And I'm like, you'd think, you'd think your first reaction when you get your ticket reduced by $320 and I didn't have to pay someone half. I got to keep that, you know, quote unquote savings. You'd think your first reaction would be to like jump in the air, like Mary Tyler Moore and throw something, but no, my reaction was, fuck, why didn't I tell him that my finances were terrible? That we couldn't afford to eat. That we can't even get brand name craft dinner. We have to get the no-name version of craft dinner. That's what I should have said. And Sarah's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I was like, what? She's like, are you going to talk about this for the next two and a half hours? And I was like, more than likely, yes. She said, oh, for fuck's sakes. Like, just be happy. Why can't you ever just be happy? You're always like, oh, I could have, would have, should have. Uh. You saved yourself 320 bucks. Just be fucking happy with that. And you got an extension. You don't have to pay till September. I was like, yeah, I guess. You're into that kind of thing. Anyway, so yes, I'm all on the negative things. It's what I do, okay? But it, all in all, I saved myself 320 bucks, but I also kind of cost myself 150. So I fought the law and the law mostly won, but I won a little bit too, kind of, in a sense. And there's a Facebook page on Winnipeg. I'm um, sorry. There's a fa listen to me. There's a Facebook page on Facebook. Yeah, it's like, who are you talking to? You're talking to your grandma? basically what's happening here. So I, I went on it. My sister's like, oh, you should check it out. There's a lot of people on there that got um, tickets in the exact same place that you did on the same day. So I went on there and um, I wrote how I, how I went down to the thing and I, it only took an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes and I, how I pleaded my case, yada, yada. Some people on there got $700 tickets. Oh, and the other thing the judge said was one of the reasons he was being lenient on me is because I thought the speed limit was 80 and I was going 76. So he's like, you were driving safely. You were driving under the speed limit that you thought should be, you should be following. So that's another reason that I got so much money off. Anyway, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. Correct. Yes. Yes. Wow. 34 minutes. Holy shit. Oh, there's something else I want to talk to you about. My in-laws are the best in-laws in the whole wide world. Um, Sarah's parents, I can't say enough how nice they are. Her parents are flying us to France. We're going to the south of France for a week, and then we're going to Gaillard Paris for another week. So two weeks in, in Europe, well, in France. No charge to us. We just have to bring spending money. What the fuck? Like, I've won the in-law lottery, and I'm very, very happy about it. But it's, I have a hard time because I don't know how to thank them properly, and, um, I think it may have, like, initially when they were booking the tickets and everything, I'm doing a lot of head rubbing because, you know, they were looking at, they booked the tickets and then they were looking at places to rent and I'm just like, oh, because they're so expensive. Like, you want, and they, they didn't just, you know, we aren't in a, in someone's woodshed in the south of France. We were in an amazing house with, like, a spiral staircase and a brand new gourmet kitchen and it's just, like, fully furnished. It is fucking gorgeous completely and totally out of our reach but it's like a five-star house and then he he's looking in in paris and it's like a 1400 square foot apartment that he's renting for a week and again gourmet kitchen like in in paris like that apartment anywhere in the world anywhere even in winnipeg would be phenomenal but that apartment in paris i mean i've never been to paris i'll let you know how it is but wow it's like we've got five-star accommodations and it's in a really fancy pants part of town. And wow, I'm just, my mind is blown. I'm just so extremely grateful. Like, so they're doing all this stuff and I'm seeing all the, like, all the money this is going to cost them. And he's like, so were you excited? And I said, 
you know, honestly, I'm like, I don't know how I could ever thank you for how generous you guys are with us. Like, I don't, because I mean, okay, you know, Sarah's his daughter. So yeah, of course he's going to take her on the trip and Malcolm's his grandson. So he's going, but I just feel like, uh, I guess I have to go. Cause I mean, you know, of course he wouldn't exclude me, but I just feel like I'm not worthy of going. Cause it's like, there's no relation really with me. I'm not even married to Sarah and don't get me wrong. She's already dropping all these hints about, um, how Paris is the city of love and France has such a wonderful, um, place in her heart because they lived there for a year when she was five or six and how she loves it there and it would be a really cool place to get proposed to and I was teasing her because I'm like you can't orchestrate your proposal you just can't it's not how life works but in her mind it is and I think a lot of women um, drop not so subtle hints about how they'd like to be proposed to but um, I was going to propose once in Vegas and I had it all planned out and then about a week before we left thankfully before I bought any ring that I couldn't afford uh she was like you're don't propose to me in Vegas like don't I don't want you to and I was like oh okay and that was what 20 2010 or 2011 so I just never did again and I told I can't remember if it was a year ago a year and a half ago that discussion came up and I was like you know I was going to propose to you in Vegas and she's like why the fuck would you tell me that <laughs> she's like so you just never asked since and I'm like well no I guess not but uh I think and and when we, when the subject came up about the South of France, now she'd like to be proposed to again or there, um, I was like, well, I hope, you know, like, I know your in-law, your parents are pretty well off that, uh, you're, when things break bad, you're going to have to pay me alimony because I need to be living the life that I've grown accustomed to with your income. So yeah, she's like, so you haven't even asked me to marry you yet. And you're already talking about divorce and alimony. And I was like, yes. Okay. And she said, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, if you were smart, you would put a ring on it. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. I think. Don't tell her anything. But I think, I think she's got an excellent idea. And I think perhaps the south of France is a great place to get engaged. And this will just prove that she never listens to this fucking stupid show. Because I think I'm starting to wrap my brain around that. But there's a lot of scary things that go with the proposal. And it's not proposing. It's the ring. Because she's going to be stuck with that ring for the rest of her life. So I'm thinking of proposing with a dummy ring and letting her pick her own. Because it's the sentiment, not necessarily um, any actual ring. Because if she's going to wear it for the rest of her life, don't you think she should have a hand in picking it out? <sighs> scary. Scary. I'm excited, though. And a little, like, a lot nervous. I don't want to, I don't know. Everyone talks about their proposal, but you know how her parents, my wonderful in-laws, how they got engaged? Um, my father-in-law got on his knee and said to his mother, or said to Sarah's mom, what are you doing next Tuesday? Isn't that the greatest fucking proposal you've ever heard? I just think it's great and it's exactly him. So I don't know. I'm nervous though. Ugh. I got a lot of shit to figure out. And like, do I... I know I'm the man. I mean, you know, I mean, if you were to judge us by our appearances, I should say, I, I'm the one that needs to be the asking. That's what I should say. Do you think I should ask her parents for permission? Like, I don't mean it in the sense of, I would like to purchase your daughter with this ring and these seven chickens. I mean it in the way, is it, is it okay with you? Like, I mean, I know I'm not exactly what they had in mind. I mean, when they thought forward in their daughter's future, this... 
short, now chubby, Joe Pesci looking woman isn't who they had anticipated that would marry their daughter. But here I am. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think they would say no. I hope they wouldn't. Well, even if they would, fuck you. We're stuck in France together. You got to pretend to like me. Um, weird. I don't know. Being a lesbian is weird. It's weird, wild stuff. Okay, so there's that. And yeah, Ugh, I'm getting sweaty. I just feel like I won't do it right. I need to have like a, like an intervention with other, with other dudes or lesbians who have proposed to their girlfriends or whatever. And then do I have to say my fiance every time? Oh, what if she says no? Oh, wait, she's orchestrated this. She can't, <laughs> she can't say no because it's her idea, right? I'm getting sweaty. Okay, we better wrap this up because I'm feeling a little bit nervous. And my kid keeps coughing upstairs, so I'm pretty sure that means he's going to be down here soon. Oh, man, I'm stressed out. I didn't realize. Okay. Anyway. I'm like at a loss for words. I feel weird. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's close this bitch up. Um, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com if you want to send me a tidbit or two. If you have something on your mind. I'm out of segments. I guess everybody's taking the summer off or they hate me. Either or. You know, whatever. You can do that. And I'm Sandra D. Sanchez on Facebook and Twitter. You can like the Change of Address Facebook page if you want to. You can leave an iTunes review if you want to. I just got one in the States, so I really appreciate that. You should do it. I mean, it takes like no time and it makes me feel good. It encourages me to put up more shows. And, um, man, yeah, you should really, really do that for me. It really, it's one of my favorite things. Next to Cold Hard Cash, the iTunes reviews are awesome. And Stitcher, you can listen on Stitcher if you want to. You can listen to my old show. And I'm sure during that show, I'm sure during that show, super. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure during that show at some point, if you look somewhere around October or November of 2010, Right before we went to our Las Vegas trip, you'll hear me um, agonizing about pr proposing and buying a ring and I want to buy her a huge diamond because I feel it reflects the size of my clitoris and all of her other friends had huge diamonds, which to be honest with you now, the more I think about it, and she's said too, she's like, I don't even want a diamond. She's like, I could just get a plain gold band. You know, we could pick something with like a different setting in the middle. She's like, why does, it, why does an engagement ring have to be a big stupid diamond? Like, why not something else that I really like? She's like, I don't even like diamonds. Okay, well, this is getting cheaper and cheaper for me. But I mean, it's stupid. Like, why would you buy somebody like, I don't know. It's so funny to me to think back to the person I was. How many years ago was that? Ten, like five, five years ago. And the person I am now, and we're totally different. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know if you guys feel that way too, but it's like, I look back at things I used to think. And now with like, you know, growth and experience, ver like growth around the waist for sure. But, you know, life experience, having a kid, it's like, why would you spend that much money on a fucking piece of jewelry? It's stupid. Because I mean, now I'm thinking practically. Anyway, that's it. Fuck. Anyway, if you want to listen to my old show, it's called Return to Sender. You can look it up on uh, iTunes. It's not on Stitcher. You can look it up on iTunes. It's got the same logo as the Change of Address logo. So I know it's a little bit confusing, but I didn't have an, an image that was appropriate that iTunes would accept for that new show. So that's why they both have the same logo. So... Unless you want to design a fucking logo that iTunes will accept, it's going to have to take it. So listen to that. There's lots of good stuff there. There's lots of good stuff. I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, there was Labia Gate, where um, a perfect stranger got a huge, long view of my vagina. Yuck. Anyway, check that one out. That one was that one was a real doze. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, yeah, nice talking to you. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 I'll fight a ticket for you too. Don't you worry. Don't you worry at all. All right. Um, all right, I'm out of here. I don't have time. Oh, he's coughing again. Okay. All right. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye.